0: From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. It is great to be back with you and I love the topic of the day today, Uh, but first I need to introduce a few people. I'm going to switch things up a little again. We don't have Chelsea with us. She's still sick. If you're listening to this, it's not that she's been sick (laughs) for for, like two months. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it is just that we've recorded all of these episodes uh, at one point and she was not able to be with us. But across from me, Natalie Franco. Hey, guys. Then to my left, Emily Armstrong. Hey, everyone. To my right, AJ Fry. Hey, guys. And the topic of today is one of, I like to call these scripture insights, right? So a scripture passage that has to do with mission, missions in some way, and we just dive in. So let's do it. We're going to be in Acts 2, 1 to 11. We felt like this was pretty appropriate as Pentecost is coming up here uh, in a little while. And so let's talk about that and uh, talk about its implications in ministry and missions and just really... In Christian life. AJ, would you read that text for us?
0: Yes. Acts 2, chapter, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues.
1: Okay, wow. Uh, first of all, applause for, for AJ um, uh, saying all of those names.
2: Uh, um, so We were going to let Natalie do
3: that, but... <laughs> no, 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 thank you, AJ.
1: <laughs> Maybe in our Spanish podcast, we'll ask you
3: to well, do Well, I will think about
1: that. She's still not really excited about that. Um, so let, let's kind of dive in. Let's talk about this. This is the official, I like to say this is the birthday of the church, right? This is when we became who we are as a church. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit fell and there was evidence to this. So let's just start. Um, There's a lot that we could talk about uh, as far as implications and applications. Uh, But what are some things that you, first of all, just notice in this text? For example, the Holy Spirit comes and there was evidence in different ways. What are some of those... Evidences, a violent wind. Vi- interesting that it says violent. <laughs> violent. Right? We're not talking just about like a nice breeze. Yeah, right. Like, I've had some
0: pretty strong winds pass through our house, but I imagine this to be more violent. Like, is it blowing pictures off of their walls and things? Like, knocking over furniture? Yeah. Like, how violent are we for talking? Sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like when I think of a violent wind, I think more of like tornado force. Winds. Right. Yes. You know, You're like it's. Or something. it's I don't think it's destroying the property that they're in. I think the Bible would have given us a little bit of indication if it was destructive wind. But it, I do think it caused a disrupt yeah. in the in the room that they were meeting.
1: Yeah, You guys have all said things that are really important as we think about the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we think he is counselor. We, we see that in many places. He is our counselor. He gives us peace. But the Holy Spirit is disruptive in mm. many ways. I yeah. mean, it disrupts our comfort. It disrupts our uh, nice get together, you know, mm-hmm. and the wind. You can't control wind. <laughs> you know, I, I I love that part of it. it. As much as we try to program and control and schedule the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, and I really mean that. Like, truly, we're going to have him show up at this time and with this song and we're going to do that. no. He is the Holy Spirit, and it is wind. It is a violent wind that can come any way he wants to. Mm -hmm. What else do you notice?
2: Yeah, I've always loved the image of, in verse 3, it says, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire Mm -hmm. that separated and came to rest on each of them. And I think when I was a, a kid, and even as a Sunday school teacher now, like every time we get around to Pentecost Sunday, I've... Taking it on as my own mission to make sure that our children understand that Pentecost Sunday equals the church's birthday. And there are some really funny, like, Sunday school activities for children. If you want to, like, dig into Pinterest or anything like that, of like creating headbands with a a flame of fire Mm -hmm. that's on top of them (laughs) and things like that. I've never gone there, but. I think to me, like knowing that in ancient writings, the the purifying nature of fire and even the phrasing of what seemed to be tongues of fire, like the purification process that is happening through this event, there is Mm -hmm. something that happened. It's not just like... We were disrupted, and now we don't know what it means. Like there was an actual purification that was taking place, and the only way that the writer uh, says it, who is Luke at this moment, we know that the author of Acts is, is Luke, and but he's he the only way he can describe it is what seemed to be su- tongues of fire. Like God gave this yeah. visual of this is a visual thing of a purification of an internal that is happening of something. There is something really legitimate and tangible that's happening here, and I just. Just love how god like used all of the senses all at the same time of like there wasn't one sense i think that was left out in in this moment mm. when when the holy spirit invades so whether it was through the wind or the tongues of fire i think they were all engaged it was like all hands on deck
1: mm-hmm. mm. there's another evidence that uh gets into aj reading all those cultures and people groups and, and other thing uh, other things what's the other evidence that we see in this passage
3: they began to speak in other languages.
1: Yes. This isn't just one other language. Here we are, all of us speak two languages. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Natalia, if you speak more, but uh <laughs> No, not, yeah. no. <laughs> no, so, no yeah. <laughs> but I mean we're we're talking people from everywhere mm-hmm. had been brought to this point. I love that God uses that moment. It was mm-hmm. specifically, like we talk about Kronos and Kairos, right? Just kind of time moving on is Kronos. Yeah, a chronometer, you know, just, all right, it goes and then one thing happens after another. But then there's the special moment, the God-ordained moment, and he had waited until all these cultures were in this one place. Mm-hmm. We talk in this podcast about urban missions, too, in one place, in an urban setting, in order to hear their own language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's huge.
0: Yeah, I just counted there's like 15 different places that were named. So even if they all spoke like a similar language, like their dialect could be different mm-hmm. or like like they said maybe completely different language like Spanish and Chinese are not at all the same. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it was something like that, I don't know, but that's just very interesting like the the diversity like you mentioned is mm-hmm. there and a good imp- implication of the diversity of the kingdom of God. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this kind of moves us into our next question, I I suppose. Like, what does this passage have to do with mission and missions? I'll start by answering a part of that and just say, well, these were languages. These were actual identifiable languages. It's interesting that the apostles, uh, the people that were gathered, were speaking. I don't know if they said consciously i'm going to speak in cappadocian you know? i mean i don't even know what that is yeah, yeah. Um, but like there was a movement of the holy spirit where the people that needed to hear that were able to hear in their own language and you know i think anytime when we think of the holy spirit just blessing us and just coming to make us feel good and just uh making sure that even in the church service just everyone feels tingly and just amazing. And like anything that does not move us toward, okay, but the Holy Spirit coming, how does it move you toward other people and outward mm. to, to the nations? Even I would say is an incorrect interpretation of mm. the Holy Spirit of yeah. Pentecost.
0: I think that's a good argument, I guess, against their people who say that they could could be Christian and worship from their home and they don't need a community Mm -hmm. or they don't need to be as involved in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is a good argument against that because, like you said, the Holy Spirit pushes us towards other people, like to spreading His Word and to to evangelizing to other people and whatever that looks like. Um, But the point of God saving the world is so that He could save the world, right? Not just one people, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Well, and I think that exactly the very end of what you just said is when you look at Jesus's ministry, he had a very specific ministry to the Jews he came to the people that would say, Abraham is our father. It was it was a very Jew-centered ministry. And you can see where Jesus did go out and have some Gentile contacts. You can see the Samaritan woman. You can see the Syrophoenician. You can see these points of Gentile contact. But his main ministry was to the Jews. But here, something happens. Mm-hmm. And God says, okay, all of you guys, we don't know how many were sitting in that room at the time, mm-hmm. but they were all followers of Jesus. Like, they had bought. In. They had just seen Jesus ascend. We're all in. He told us to wait and now we're just waiting. Now we're just waiting where we're, we're going to believe that something's going to happen like they didn't know what the waiting was. They knew mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit would come, but like and they I have a feeling they knew through the the strict the scriptures of what the Holy Spirit, the oral traditions of when the spirit fell on Samson, you know, he was able to defeat thousands of men all by himself. Like they knew there's power and Jesus said we're going to have it, but like they didn't know what it was going to be like. But like here, I haven't counted, but like I can just see I'm looking looking at the passage right now. And in 4, it says, speak in other tongues. In um, verse 6, it says, hearing their own language spoken. In 11, it says, wonders of God in our own tongues. Like, as missionaries, Hmm. God is saying the church's responsibility Hmm. is to go to all language groups. Like, we are now in a new day and age of mission. Like, this is, Mm -hmm. we can say we are disciples of Jesus Christ, and His earthly ministry, we could say, was to a very singular focus, and you see a little bit of those fingers. But now, as the church, it's time to kick it up a level. It's time to say, not only are you supposed to stay right here in Jerusalem and do the Jewish ministry that you've been doing for three years, Mm -hmm. like, I believe in it so much, I'm going to gift you with the power of speaking their language. Mm -hmm. They didn't even have to go to language school. It's so important to God that the church is born Mm -hmm. out of everybody knowing. This is not for one culture Mm -hmm. anymore. This is for everybody. In our birthday, the gift that he gives us is speaking other languages, Mm. of understanding the heart language of other culture groups. And for me as a missionary, Mm. that's what motivated me to learn a language and Mm. to not be like, well, I'm going to do my best and I'm just going to kind of sit back. And as as long as people can understand me ordering groceries or at a restaurant, no, like I need to figure out how people Mm. understand Mm -hmm. what God's word is saying, because Mm. that's what he's called me to. And
0: I would say that's the same for Chelsea, too. Chelsea would tell you the same thing that her gift is in communication and she loves to to be with people and talk with people but not just like this, hey, how you doing? She loves to get deep like yes. quick yes and that was one of her her mm-hmm. biggest worries or fears and discouragements going through language school is that she wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And now being here for three years, like we are just starting to get really deep into relationships and in, yeah. into the culture and she loves it and she thrives in that so mm-hmm. awesome.
3: When Emily was talking about this, and it it reminds me when I was reading this passage and I was trying to get into the contest and um, I saw like a lot of regions from all over Mm -hmm. Egypt and other places, they went to Jerusalem. So we had, as you said before, a lot of languages uh, in the same place and God through the Holy Spirit gave them this ability, this power to speak in all these languages. And I can imagine all their reaction. Like some of them maybe they were curious, some of them they were maybe admired or maybe they were like, okay, these people are crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
1: even says that later. Yeah, you know. okay. These people have been drinking. <laughs> exactly. But it's really early in the morning. That doesn't make sense.
3: <laughs> exactly. So but what happened after that when Peter was preaching and was telling them, you know, you have to convert of your sin and you really need God, 3,000 convert to Jesus. And what happened after that? They had to return to their places they came from. Right. So the word, the gospel, they it was spread mm-hmm. through the praises they came. So that's what happened in ministry when the Holy Spirit is within us and when the Holy Spirit is the one that can convince. So that's what happened when they have to be with the others they share what they have, what they already received from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, that makes me think, like, it was really huge for me when I saw this, like, God gave this this power to them. And it makes me remember one time in February 2018, I was with a group uh, from Virginia. They came to serve in here in the Dominican Republic for one week. It is a medical team, and... Uh, I remember and I need to talk about this because God, it is just amazing. And he allowed us to see a little bit of how great he is and everything his, ho- his Holy Spirit can do through us. So, um, I know nothing about medicine <laughs> at all. I'm sorry, oh. Emily. That's okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't know
3: anything about designing a building.
2: Okay. <laughs> I
3: can't show you, but, um, I was helping in translation. I was helping, translating everything. and um, But before that, because what we wanted to do, more than just giving them medicine, physical medicine, we wanted them to get to know God, mm-hmm. their spiritual heal. And before everything, before even a start, all the participants, all the people that are going to receive those medicines, they had to pray. Like we asked them, do you want to pray? And even before... To get to see the medicals, they got healed. Like we were praying and they were healed. I saw one woman. She came into us with a eye. She was completely blind in that eyes. She had this, well, nube. Uh huh. It was cloudy. Yeah, it was cloudy. Like it was completely white. I didn't pray. I mean, I was with the doctors, but the people who were praying for her, they were just praying a lot. And I was able to see how her eyes just was completely wow. clear. clear, Yes. Wow. And she started to pray the Lord, praise the Lord, and she started to jump. I cannot believe I'm healed. So that's what happened when the Holy mm. Spirit is mm. in. Like, we are a couple of people. We were reunited in the name of God. But what happened when the Holy Spirit comes, Yeah, it's just too much.
1: That's yeah. awesome. That story is so important because sometimes, again, I think we feel like we go through our daily lives and we just feel like, ah, the Holy Spirit's with us. He is. Mm-hmm. He is with mm-hmm. us. But this is power. Mm-hmm. I mean, earlier yeah. on, Acts 1, have we talked about Acts 1, 8? Yes. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we did in a previous episode. But it's the dunamis, it's the di- dynamite. Mm-hmm. You know, you will receive power. That's what's walking inside us, man. Yeah. That's what that's what's inside us. And we're usually just like well, just do my best for the Lord, and mm-hmm. I just hope things go well. We do not even know the power that we can tap into, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and we do not even we know, know we don't even understand how God wants to use us to touch this world. That's you know? the
3: point. We're just yeah. normal people. Everything is going to be through His power. Mm-hmm. So that was for me. It was a life changing moment. Really, I I understood. Okay, really, God, it is. This is all about you. We really need you in order to, you know, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we really need you to keep going on. Yeah,
3: to keep yeah. going on. And not, not only that, but to really, like, God, the Holy Spirit transformed everything. We, can, we are just instrument of His glory. Mm. This is mm-hmm.
1: really... I think um, Chelsea had written us before we knew she was going to get sick. We did not know that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you have, AJ, uh, kind of that note that she had had found in a commentary. I think this would be a good way to to finish. I don't know if someone else has something else to say, but um, let's kind of listen to this. Yeah, she says Bible.org commentary says the meaning of
0: Pentecost is God's equipping his church with the power of His Spirit, so that He will be glorified among the nations. The point of Pentecost is mission. And the goal of mission is that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord,
1: and the waters cover the sea. So the point of Pentecost is mission. Yeah. Now it's His filling, right? But through His filling, He... Just I'm even thinking of just a glass or a bottle, you know, and you fill that up, and then it's not just a filling where you get to the very top and okay, and there it's full. It's actually overflowing, Mm -hmm. and things are going to get wet around you, you know. (laughs) And uh, as the waters cover the as the waters (laughs) cover this, like that doesn't even make sense. By the way, I know it's poetic. But the waters cover the sea. Like I've thought about that. But like, how much water is in the sea? Can you imagine? Like, yeah, like the water is the sea. Yeah, and and I even think of that, and I just think the Holy Spirit in us. It's almost just that. Like, we've talked about fire. We've talked about wind. Now we're talking about water. Mm -hmm. These are elements, core elements of of our earth, of our atmosphere. And they describe this movement. Ah, oh, it's just it's beautiful, mm-hmm. powerful, and uncontrollable, honestly. So, man, I, I don't know if anyone else has something else to say or
2: yeah, I would just add that I think um, anybody that's listening to this podcast is probably interested in the church and God's mission for the church. And this is the passage that you'll probably really need to understand and really study because exactly what that commentary just said, like there was so many uh, schematics that were broken with the day that this happened. And Mm -hmm. um, even Natalie, when you were talking, the way that you worshiped God was to all come and seek God in the city, in the one place, in the temple. His presence, the temple theology of the Jews was, this is the one place you find God. Mm -hmm. And God on that day, Said, uh-uh, not anymore. Hmm. Like, God is. Everywhere Mm -hmm. it is not for one person. It Mm -hmm. is not for one group. Dig back way down into Abraham's call, start in Genesis 12, and it says to be a blessing to the nations. Mm -hmm. That has always been God's plan. Yes. Always, always, always. And so on the day of Pentecost, we as the church were given everything we needed, so that everybody in the world would be able to know the good news. Mm -hmm. And if we ever think that that's optional then we are thinking wrong Mm -hmm. and we need to change our mentality and we need to be a little bit more biblical in our, in our theology of mission.
1: This is his desire for every single one of us. Yes, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Man, may God fill us. May God use us. If you are listening to this, he does not want you to be just the average Christian. I don't mm-hmm. even like to use that term, but no. but you get the point. Just the the hey, just I kind of am here doing what I'm trying to do and mm-hmm. serving the Lord as I can. And I mean, he wants to explode and, and touch the world through you. So man, uh we do need to get going, I think. Uh, too many
2: pastors talking about the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Um so Anyway, uh, if they want to talk with us more, Emily, how can they get a hold of us?
2: Find us on the Worthless Servants podcast on Facebook. You can also find us on Mesoamericagenesis.org. And remember, if you want to hear most of the most recent uh, episodes of all of these podcasts, you can find us on Spotify, the Worthless Servants podcast. Um, But if you want to hear them all, go to the website and look under the podcast tab and you can listen to all of them there.
1: Awesome. We are the Worthless Servants, and I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm AJ Fry. I'm
2: Natalie Franco. And I'm Emily Armstrong.
1: We'll talk with you next time.
0: For more information, visit us on Facebook or at Mesoamericagenesis.org.